Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and welcome to a special episode of No Small Roles, a D&D podcast where there are no small roles, and tonight we're catching up with our very first guest character, <gasps> Deacon Fireheart Buttons, played by the <laughs> fierce... <laughs> It's not. <laughs> it's, well, there's an S at the end, the right? The audience have no idea we made these mistakes. <laughs> they won't get the laughter. <laughs> well, in which case, played by the fierce Sarah Gaines. So Sarah, please introduce yourself and the reason that everybody just gave a giggle. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Sarah Gain. Uh, she, her pronouns. And uh, I am playing Deacon Fireheart Buttons, which everybody until today thought was Deacon Fireheart Button. Hence the hilarity when uh, <laughs> David just said my name. <laughs> Apparently there's been a lot more buttons involved. Than <laughs> <we did. laughs> yes. We've been very confused. Yes, I'm a plural. <laughs> Got a whole industry under me. <laughs> well, Ooh, welcome merch. back. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buttons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, hi, I'm David Knight. Um, uh, he, him pronouns. I am your dungeon master, and I'm joined by a table of brave adventurers. So, we're going to go around uh, and introduce some very familiar voices to uh, our usual listeners. But for everyone joining us today, um, this is the crew. Hi, I'm Vicky Gaskin. She, her pronouns. Hi, I'm Grace Kelly Miller. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm really excited because we are all in the same room together at the moment. <gasps> I'm also excited about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we are looking. This is our first actual play episode that we are recording where we are all in the room. Sorry to hijack the hijack. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> oh, I was going to go there, and I didn't dare. <laughs> Sorry to hijack the introductions, but I shall now look. At Ben, as he says his. Hi, I'm Ben Galpin. I use he, him pronouns. I am ambivalent about us all being in a room together. Nice. <laughs> nice. Harsh. Hi, I'm Dara Bailey. I use he, him pronouns. I am excited and trying to be on my best behaviour. <laughs> That'll never last. No. Yes, one of the things about us all being in the same room, as it does change how we edit, so you're going to probably get a lot more um, in. <laughs> the episodes. That's what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're doing really well at being on your best behaviour. <laughs> NSFW warning. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Uh, nice, nice, very nice. So, um, whilst clearly we are in a very jolly mood, um, I do have to give a content warning for this mini series uh, that we're, we're doing. Content um, alert. Content alert. Uh, because this miniseries, uh, we are going to be delving into the horror genre, which means 
We'll be exploring some themes and including moments that some listeners might find uncomfortable. So for a full content warning of each episode, make sure to check out the show notes and keep yourself safe. As this is an improvised show, whilst there are some planned beats and horror moments, uh, some other unplanned things might happen. So make sure to check out the content warning in the show notes first. Great. The next thing that you'll need to know is that to add to the tension, I've changed the frightened rules. Ooh. That's a brilliant reaction. Um, Yes, whenever a character in this miniseries fails a check and becomes frightened, rather than the usual condition restrictions that would be applied, instead, they'll be gaining a point of exhaustion. Now, there are only six points of exhaustion, uh, and the final point, when you get that sixth point, is that the character dies. Oh. Oh, no. Can you remind me what exhaustion does? Uh, so, uh, yeah, exhaustion is like a six-stage thing where each level of exhaustion builds upon its previous. So in the first level, you get a disadvantage on all ability checks. Uh, second level, your speed is halved. Third level, disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. Fourth level, your hit point maximum is halved. Fifth level of exhaustion, your speed is reduced to zero. Ooh. And then sixth level is death. Um, I mean, at fifth level, you're stuffed, aren't you? People can still carry you around, but you can't move for fear in this case. It's both terrifying and exciting in equal measures. Exactly. Um, And you can only, uh, when you finish a long rest, that's when your exhaustion level is reduced by one. (sighs) Let's not get frightened. I also Mm. cannot see us resting. I feel like we're not. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's just going to keep the tension going throughout a little bit. Any more questions? Let's cue the theme tune. Prepare your party of players and polyhedral dice Your tragic backstory better be worth the sacrifice Seize your sheets and d20 Let's play D&D Your haggard character swaggers with daggers in each hand You've all discussed what you must But even best laid plans Take a turn when checks are missed Roll initiative Brandish your blades Don't fail your saves No risk too great, no choice too bold This is your story, no guts, no glory, confront your fate with every roll, every roll. A hero rises inside, one who will pay the price. Their chance of success will rest upon the dice No risk too great, no choice too bold This is no small goals So, a cold wind blows through the valley of Shepherd's Ridge The night is blanketed with creeping clouds 
and Commander Mac Benning stands upon the walls of Gallant's Gate, staring blankly at the craggy rocks that rise into the darkness above. Gary. I'm looking over at Grace. That's because my character is called Gary. You approach your old friend. He's the only member of his unit to have returned from the Warren, and in the few hours since his bloody reappearance, he said very little about what occurred in the caves beneath these hills. He doesn't move as you take your place beside him on the wall. You all right, mate? Yeah. Feeling ready to talk yet, or...? No. Oh, of course not. When you're ready. We're, we won't let anyone through. You know, we'll keep it sealed off. He kind of nods for a moment. I'll take over you. You go get some rest. He turns slowly. The shepherd lives, my friend. And his flock is disturbed. The shepherd? From the... From the legend? There's only one thing we can do. And as commander... I shall lead by example. And he steps off the side of the wall. <gasps> plummeting headfirst into the ground below. Oh! Mac, no! <laughs> I forgot his name, what is it? Mac, 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 no! You from McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> now when we said horror, uh, <laughs> definitely meant scary movie. Uh, Gary like sounds the alarm and runs down to go find his body. Nice, Deacon. Over to you. So, since leaving Berrien Fields a fair few months ago, you've kept your compass close, and it has led you across Dravain through the noble pastures and the fields of valour, right to the border of the country. How's the journey been? What have you been up to? Been a bit, uh, bit fraught at times. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here, I'm doing well. Met some annoying people. Maybe not as helpful as I'd like. But you know what, the things have worked out quite well for me. I've, uh, yeah, I'm quite quite proud of how I've done so far, really, given given some of the things I've come against. Mm-hmm. Any changes since uh, since we last saw you? Oh, yeah, I suppose it would be one or two, I guess. So uh, I'm sure you'll notice I've got a bit, of a bit of a bold patch here on the side of my head. Um, it's not a style look, I have to say. Um... Had a bit of an accident with a with a fireball that kind of caught the side of my hair. I thought I was uh, thought I was doing well with the team and and trying to save this uh, this group in a ridge, but it all kind of backfired and went in my hair, and then I, I lost them anyway. So uh, yeah, that was a bit of an ordeal, I'll be honest. Oh, but uh, yeah, but you know, I've got the other side, so the left side's all right. Well, your journey has brought you to the rocky hills of Shepherd's Ridge, uh, and more particularly to Gallantry. Uh, a town on the Aelan Dravain border and one of the few sanctioned places where travellers and trade may pass between the countries. Uh, your compass has pointed you onward and so you arrive at Gallant's Gate, which is a small fortress blocking the entrance to Armistice Valley, the unclaimed land that leads into Aeland. Rather worryingly, however, uh, there is a petulant crowd at the gate which stands closed. You push forward 
You can't get very far and end up stuck behind a cart filled with carpets. You hear its driver call out to what you assume is a returning Fred. Oh, what's going on, Jono? Um, who replies, Not sure, mate. Something must have happened inside, though. There's all these signs up saying any patriotic and steadfast warriors willing to lend their blades to report to some side door, which I'm not, so I guess you're stuck with me. <laughs> Voice acting, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you hear them laugh, um, but before you can uh, listen anymore, a person... Um, Caught in the crowd beside you strikes up a conversation. Vicky, what does your character look like? All right. Apparently that's her voice. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So Gail looks like if you um, set fire to Courtney Cox with leaves. (laughs) (laughs) I was not expecting that. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It's it's my homage to Courtney Cox in Scream. Um, she is an autumnal, uh, uh, she is an autumnal eladrin. I'll say that one more time. She's an autumnal eladrin. Easy um, for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's her. That's her. So yeah, you've, um, you strike up conversation. You've noticed Deacon wandering through the crowd by himself. Um, tapped him on the shoulder. All right. All right, love. What yeah. can I do for you? It's more, what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. Do you, need, do you need anything? Do you need to get past? Anything like that? Well, I'm, I'm aiming to get to this gate, but um, it looks like it's blocked at the moment. Do you know something about it? I, I don't know anything about the blockage, but I know I can get you through for the right price. Uh, do you know what? I'm not sure I need to pay to get through at the moment, but, um, you know, if I'm struggling, I might, I might take you up on the offer. But um, what's your uh, business then, friend? I'm in the business of getting people through gates that are shut. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll give you this. And she winks at Deacon and sends uh, a message with dot, dot, dot and says, if you get to that gate and you change your mind, you just give me a text back, yeah? <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, thanks, yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks very much. Um, just as a curiosity, what's, uh, what's in it for you getting me over that gate? It's just my job. I enjoy the thrill. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. I like, I like meeting new people. I like meeting interesting looking people. She, look, she looks at the side of Deacon's head and says, you look like someone who's up for an adventure. And I respect <laughs> the hell out of that. And it so I'm, I'm up for giving you a good bargain on a little trip through Gaty Gaty. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> interesting. Uh, well, I appreciate your offer. I always like a good offer. But um, I have heard of a potential that I might. I just want to check out first, if that's all right. But I'll keep your... Uh, your Do you want to t- hear a story? Yeah, why not? Go on, I've got a bit of time to waste. <gasps> Go for it. Deacon pulls out a biscuit and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's called The Legend of the Shepherd. The, le- the Legend of the you Shepherd? You heard of The Legend of the Shepherd? Something to do with a lot of sheep? There was once a simple shepherd who roamed this ridge, right here, leading their flock from Craggy Hill to Stony Rise, not wanting to venture into the marshes below for fear of being caught in the war and the strife that has plagued this land. Now one day, as a storm lashed at the hills, a lone ram fell from the rocks, tumbling out of the shepherd's sight. Its pained bleats (laughs) echoed through the hills, cutting through the wind and the rain. And sometimes you can hear the bleats coming through the fog on the cracking rocks. The shepherd was caring of their flock and was not one to leave a poor creature to suffer in such a way. And so secured the flock in a pen 
the shepherd made their way down to the lone ram, careful not to slide in the mud and fall over to their own demise. The ram was cut and bruised and trapped in a narrow passage, but the shepherd lifted it to safety and hoisted it across their shoulders, climbing upward to return to the pen. He's got some strength. Fair play. Do you want to know what happened when he reached the pen? This is the best bit of the story. Okay, go on then. When he reached the apex of the hill, there was only death. Soldiers from the marshes below had risen and on finding the flock had slaughtered all of them. Feasting heartily in the storm, blood dripped from their chins and the freshly stripped skins of ewes were draped around their shoulders. Now this angered the shepherd. Calling upon dark powers, the shepherd pointed and pointed and cursed the soldiers who one by one began to choke upon the flesh of the flock. They fell to their hands and knees and cried for mercy, but the shepherd gave none. They begged, twisted in their throats and became the bleating cries of sheep. (laughs) With a crook in hand, the shepherd led his new flock into the storm and was never seen again. I like that. It's a good story. So wait, they were still human-shaped, but they sounded like sheep? They were sheep-shaped and sounded like sheep. (laughs) He turned them into sheep. Wow. Do you want to hear another story? Uh, Yeah, I've got another biscuit. Go on. It'll be two silver. (laughs) (laughs) You can have a biscuit. That's the best I've got. I'll take a biscuit. Here you go. Hands over like an oatmeal, uh, oatmeal type biscuit thing. Yeah. They're pretty dry, but you know, <laughs> he's had them in his pack a while. I'll tell you what, I can tell you another story on the way to the gate if you want. Mm. No, tell me here. I'm, I'm good here. I can sit on these carpets. They're quite comfy. All right. This is a shorter story. Don't worry. Okay, go for it. There was once a young girl called Sydney, and she lived in a town where murders were happening. So one night, Someone messaged into her head through the messaging spell. Sydney, do you like scary stories? And she was quite a fan of scary stories, so she said yes. And then, and then he kept saying it, and, and he kept saying it. And then slowly, one by one, her friends, they died one by one. One of them stuck her head through a hole, and it raised up off of the floor. Another one of her friends had like a glass box drop on his head. One by one, they just kept dying and dying and she kept seeing this ghostly long drawn face coming at her coming at her coming at her coming at her and then she found out who it was and it was her boyfriend and she thought it was a happy end but then he came back another time and another time and another time and then they remade the first story again Heard your first story, I'll be honest. I'm not buying that second one. Uh, well, thanks for your company. It's been really interesting, but um, I can see some movement down that far side, so I'm just going to pop down there and have a little look what's going on. But wishing you all the best, my friend. And uh, I might if you change you your later. mind, you've got that message in your head. You just message me back. I will do. Gail, wasn't it? Gail. <laughs> yeah. I'll be at the Herder's Glory if you change your mind. Herder's Glory. There'll be a drink. What's, what's your tipple? Oh, well, to be honest, anything with alcohol in it after I've had a long journey at this point. But uh, yeah, kind of a, I think I'll go for a nail would be good. There'll be a nail on the table and I'll be ready to take you. 
Okay. And another story if you want one. I'm good for me stories, but thank you. Yes, that's very lovely. If you've ever heard of Freddy Krueger, I've got another. (laughs) (laughs) Heard his glory, ale on table. And and Deacon is like slowly walking backwards, trying to get away. Going, all right, cheers, love. That's great. Thanks very much. Okay. And with that, Deacon slips away and heads down to sort of have a little bit of a look and where this side gate might be. Yeah, so as you kind of uh, break away from the main crowd, there are a few other people that are like thinking the same going oh if i can get through this gate on the cheap uh then then uh let's offer some help to the guard um you sort of follow them into a little side door where uh you see the sign that had been mentioned um sort of reiterating that they're after sort of patriotic steadfast uh brave adventurers to to help them in something um and walk through into a, a small courtyarded space um, just within the fortress walls, there's a there's a young guard uh, there in the sort of border control uniform, uh, just kind of gathering everyone, taking down names, uh, takes down your name, uh, and then leaves you to to wander the space a little bit. How many people are around me? It's probably about twenty or so. It's quite a few. Um. All different ages. All most of them look pretty, pretty feisty. Like they'd be good in a fight, but no one in particular stands out from a crowd. They all look like pretty normal people as well. And I'm in a courtyard, did you say? So, mm. is there any doors or windows or anything around me that I can? Yeah, there's kind of like a couple of stairs up onto a, um, uh, like a mezzanine level. Um, what you do notice up on the mezzanine is. Um, Somebody who very much you think is in charge, surveying the crowd. Uh, Grace, can you describe what they look like? So you see a a tall human man of about six foot or so. Um, He's in his 60s, kind of chalky skin, but very... um, rosy around the nose and the cheeks <laughs> and everything a uh, bit of a uh, gut on him you know those really hard pot bellies that uh, men of a certain age tend to get he's got <laughs> um it's so like you know sturdy you could rest a beer on it uh he's got a very um he's got a smattering of hair i'd say about three strands but she has meticulously combed over um but the rest of the hair is abundant coming out of his nose, his ears. He's got a very bristly looking moustache um, that is uh, salt and pepper. His uniform is very neat, uh, this dark grey with shiny buttons, but it is straining uh, around the buttons. He's definitely had it for a long time and he has grown. The uniform has not. <laughs> um, hardy boots and um, a furrowed brow this man is preoccupied worried and determined all at the same time was it shiny button or buttons just (laughs) (laughs) shiny buttons plural plural um after a brief moment of waiting uh a different guard comes through um starts trying to get everybody into a line uh which you take your place in uh deacon and then one by one, you almost like cue through as this guard asks a very simple questions of each other, uh, of, of each person that steps forward and either sends people back or gestures for them to go on. As you reach the front, uh, the guard's like, um, what's your name again? 
Oh, uh, Fireheart. Oh yeah, we got you down here, Fireheart. Um, just a quick check. Uh, what's your uh, what's your any military experience? Um, not official, but I come from a background of a jail service, so uh, I worked. My family had a, looked after the jail and the prison, so it's more that kind of that thing, I suppose. So Ooh. military of a different sort. No, that's good. That's good. Um, and uh, any any uh, 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 fighting prowesses. Oh yeah, yeah. Battle experience. Oh yeah. Yep. Any experience with um, uh, caving? Uh, I suppose I had to sleep in a cave one night. Does that count? Uh, did it worry you in any way? Not really. No. Good. Um, yeah, you seem a bit young, though. Hey, I've doesn't matter how young I am. I've got experience, mate. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah, it is alright. Alright, off you, off you go that way. And just just for you to head inside. As you do, you're kind of like, you follow the, the route that everybody else has taken through a little side door um, into a bit of a mess hall uh, where you can see people have sat around. Uh, sort of these long, long tables. Um, clearly, this is these are just like the people that have been chosen to join in. Um, and they're all sort of nervously chatting. Again, nobody quite knows why they're there. Uh, you get the sense pretty easily. But there, there seem to be a couple of fairly friendly-looking folks. So you kind of sidle down onto a seat next to them. There's um, sort of a half-orc-looking chap with uh, sort of dark hair. Um, a human man with sort of blonde hair over his face. Uh, and a short, um, sort of quite built, stocky dwarven woman as well. The three of them look pretty, pretty strong, pretty battle worthy. Um, well, apart from the human man, he's kind of sat there with his with his lapels, like in a long coat, sort of popped up. Um, and he goes, "Hi, all right, love. What's your name?" Fireheart. Nice. I think so. I'm Cade. It's Firion. That's Rosie. Cade, Virian, Rosie. Yeah. Got it. Lovely. You know what this is about then, do you? I haven't got a clue. No, it's neither. Right. So why, why did you guys join up? Well, we asked apparently getting paid for this. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Plus, if it means getting through this, uh, this border crossing a little bit easier, we're up for it. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you haven't heard any kind of whispers of anything? How much do you know about this town, this, this crossing? Like, the guards all look a bit on edge. Yeah, that's what we've heard. That's what we've seen. We're heading up north over the other side to get a bit of work. There's a few competitions that way. Co- competitions? Yeah. What, what kind of competitions? All sorts. You can win lots on the Alish side of, uh, of the border. Got to be like fighting competitions or... Some of that, yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. I mean, it sounds lovely, yeah. Great. So, uh, I did hear someone died. Oh, right. Well, that explains why the guards are looking a bit, uh, hedgy. Yeah. Yeah, that would. A bit be- I mean, people die all the time. I don't know why there'd be all this fuss about it. Well, so. I mean, if, uh, if there are an outside help, then you assume that it's, uh, Something they can't quite handle themselves. 
what do you think? That just a lot of people have left and gone on holiday. Do you know, that kind of thing? I mean, probably probably more the death thing than the. Uh... Right. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it might just be holiday period. I don't know. Actually, my this time of year quite well be. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> After a a brief while, the the man that you've seen that you saw above enters. Um, Yeah, and he um, he enters in with um, with another another uh, guard, another sort of soldier looking uh, type. Sort of the room quiets uh, and all attention is kind of like turned over to explain what exactly you're all here for. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for signing up to this um, group. I'm glad to see some very brave people before me. Uh, I hope you can forgive me if I'm a little shaken, but um, I've lost a very dear friend recently, and that is the result of... uh, that uh, that is what we need to find out what it is the result of we we need to find something out there is a mystery it's the reason why the gate is closed there has been an incident my commander mac benin god's be with him he uh, took an expedition a small team uh, down below into the warren now uh, some of you may be aware that the warren is used by smugglers It was our plan to try and uh, put an end to some of this smuggling going on. We were going to have a bit of a raid. Now, uh, Mackie took uh, 20 men down with him. He returned, alone, covered in blood, unable to speak, shaken. Only got a few words from him just before he... um, Well, just before he decided he couldn't go on any longer. What he saw down there changed him. Changed a lot of people's lives. And we need to get to the bottom of it. Now, I'm sure if you're aware of this area, you'll be aware of a a legend, a a legend about a shepherd. I'm not quite sure if this is really what is going on, but Mac, he, he alluded to the shepherd being a lie. Um, I'm a man of logic. I'm not one to necessarily get drawn in by this, but something ain't right out there. And I need brave people like yourselves to come and uh, to come and get to the bottom of this. And I can't be sending my men down there, not no more. They've got to keep this border safe. But there's money in it for all of you. Feel brave enough to come down with me. I will be going down myself, but I need a team. So, if anybody's got any questions, feel free to ask. If you don't want to come down, I understand, but there ain't nothing changing, nothing opening up until we get to the bottom of this. Oh, I should have probably told you all my name. Um, I'm Gary Braithwaite, but uh, if you get to know me, Gary Baldy it is. <laughs> I'm bald. I'm not ashamed of it. I think he needs a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> there are biscuits available in the back. 
uh, some squash and ale for those of you so inclined. Rosie, uh, the dwarven woman sat next to you, Deacon, sticks a hand in the air and is like, uh, yeah, right. So, um, there were mention of pay. How much we're getting paid? Well, uh, you will be paid a daily rate, uh, as we have here as guards. And, um, well, I I suppose it'd be divided up between, uh, whoever comes back a, a, a gold a day. Wait, wait a second. Hang on. A gold a day divided by potentially 20 people. No, no, gold each a day. Right, so, so uh, tw- 20, 20 gold for the day. Of, of uh, Yeah, sorry. I'm not usually in charge of finances. Um, I can tell. Yeah. Um, there's a, okay. a sort of a mutter amongst the crowd. Three or four people stand up and walk out. I mean... Uh, Rose's hand goes back up. We're being fed before we go. Uh, well, as I said, there are some biscuits. Um, I, I, of course, we'd, we we wouldn't want you to to go and face whatever you're about to face on an empty stomach. So, um, uh, you will be allowed to uh, access our canteen. Um, there is a nice uh, range of stews and um, both meaty and non-meaty uh, breads. And um, if we're lucky, uh, sometimes uh, there is a bit of fruit available. So I get a few more matters. Another two people walk off. <laughs> the, the apples, they're a, 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 sometimes a pear. Um, of course, like I said, I know this isn't for everyone, but uh, people are dying. And, and I think this very much could be to do with the Ailish. Now, I said I needed patriotic people amongst you. The Ailish could very well be using these smuggling routes to try and... Well, to try and take over Dravain. Now, if you are true patriotic people, you will join me in this fight, in this excursion. Three more people walk off. Two gold a person per day. Deacon raises his hand. Yes. You said there was 20, 20 guards that went there in the first place, right? With you, you captain, commander, sorry. That's correct, yes. Well... What makes you think another group of people is going to do any different to what they did? Well, these were border control guards. Yes, we are well trained, but we don't have some of the more eclectic skills that people who pass through here every day may well have. Um, There's sort of a mutter amongst the crowd. Three or four people stand up and walk out. Uh, They they do very good portions in the... The canteen. It was also my birthday last week, so I've I've got some cake left over. If that sweetens the deal, it was my sixtieth. Actually, you can see the sweat pouring down his face, uh, and it really glides down that shiny, shiny head. Um, and he is looking really uncomfortable. He's desperate. You can see he's he's the bags under his eyes. He is tired. He is sad. He's he. He imploringly looks to the guard next to him. And while this is all happening, Deacon is wiggling his way towards the front to get closer to them. Uh, and yet the guard next to you, Mr. Ben Galpin, please uh, describe them for us. Uh, next to uh, the struggling captain is um, an interesting looking uh, person. Uh, it's sort of quite feline and cat-like in their appearance, uh, covered in a light layer of cat fur speckled like a lynx with uh, protruding 
dark fur ears, uh, both quite a luscious sort of mane of hair, swords to the sides, longbow uh, slung carelessly across their back uh, against a sort of dark midnight blue robe. Um, quite an impressive-looking fellow, I reckon. Um, looks at the captain and goes... Ah, yes, I think what the captain is trying to say, Captain, if I may, is that this is a wonderful opportunity for adventure, discovery, chance to become, well, a hero, a legend of tales, folklore. What an amazing opportunity this could be. Think of what you could tell your grandchildren when you've returned the stories. I think that's what you were trying to say, wasn't it, Captain? Yes, that was exactly what I was trying to say. Thank you very much. Yeah. What's your name? <laughs> Thorn. Yes, uh, 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 yeah, thank you very much, Thorn. Uh, yes, this is uh, one of my corporals. Um, you should all listen to them. Yes, just think. Wow. <laughs> and um, and Thorn is going to uh, flash their uh, <laughs> their eyes in a kind of um sort of impressive way almost as if a slight sort of gust of wind just sort of flickers through the room in a sort of impressive way with maybe a few leaves which it literally does as they cast druidcraft <laughs> at the same time um for for a little bit of effect uh, in the room so that's enough that just uh sort of the few people that were on their way out definitely leave but everybody else kind of stays secure right there and when i say everyone else it's it's really just deacon uh fury and kate and rosie but the four of them or at least the three of them seem seem pretty eager <laughs> deacon how are you feeling about this whole situation so i have got a few more questions so um this place you say it was a smuggler's cove that they were planning to to clear out right well, yes, there's a there's a, a a intricate amount of tunnels that go through the mountain. Uh, from what we've discovered, uh, called the Warren. Now, um, we've only been recently realising just how many people are getting smuggled uh, due to uh, well uh, reports from the higher ups. Uh, so we realised that we really needed to crack down on this. Uh, we we dug down into the Warren. And we were ready to um, to strike. Now, now, of course, like I said, I'm worried that this might well be the Ailish having discovered these smugglers' uh, tunnels. Side question, which will relate, I think. Um, when are you planning to reopen the the gates to get through so people can start passing through again? Well, once we've got to the bottom of this, once we've found out exactly what's going on, that we will not reopen uh, the gate until we know that it is safe to do so. Do you not think, I mean, I'm just pitching an idea here, but do you not think that's kind of playing into the smuggler's hands? Uh, well, uh, I, I see where you're coming from there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm just going to put out an idea there, Captain, that um, perhaps, that maybe you're looking in the wrong place. And perhaps actually chatting to the smugglers might help you out. What well, do you know any? As it happens, I did meet someone <laughs> outside who I reckon might give us a little bit of a way in. And potentially, just thinking ahead, I've been on a few little adventures myself as I've been travelling. Perhaps if you were uh, send perhaps a 
decoy mission in front of us and perhaps we went with the smugglers, you might actually find out what's going on. It's just an idea. Just putting it out there. What do you reckon? I look to my corporal beside me. Well, of course. There is an enormous amount of risk to be taken in that, whether smugglers can be trusted. I mean, to be fair, mate, there's a fair bit of uh, risk involved with people helping out the garden and a bit of an unofficial capacity, so I don't see I'm on a win-win situation, let's be honest. That is very true. And I suppose these smugglers might know roots, maybe secrets, maybe things that are going on that they could be a valuable source of information to be tapped, used and discarded. So... An alliance with the very people that we were looking to, uh, well, lock up. Well, this is very true. It's very true. It would be an odd alliance. Think of it as a bit of an undercover operation, I suppose. But we're just thinking ahead that I've had quite a fair share of smugglers. And don't get me wrong, I've I've had my run-ins with various people of dubious natures. There's a mm. little sod called Turnip who nicked a lot of stuff out of my backpack, which I'm not thrilled about. But... <laughs> All these little Easter eggs. Yes. Bloody Russell. But I'm just Russell. thinking. <laughs> but I'm just thinking that um, of all the people I've met on my adventures and of everything that's happened to me so far, I can't think of one band of people that could do what you're describing. So it seems to me that maybe you're barking up the wrong tree. Well, uh, I do like dogs. don't we all mate don't we all and at that moment um my little uh toy poodle uh it comes bounding in from out the courtyard uh one of the other guards is taking it out for a little walk oh there you are mopsy yeah oh i missed you come here come here uh do do, do you like dogs everybody if you like dogs oh come here oh mopsy did you say oh it's beautiful what a lovely little dog mopsy too um mopsy too my my ex-wife took the mopsy one oh Oh, no deacon picks up the dog and gives him like stroking his head and the dog's absolutely loving it so um Anyway, what, what do you think about this idea of an alliance with the smugglers? Just, just, just tout it out there in my... Saying the dog didn't win you over just to come with me anyway, then. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you see, you put me in a very difficult situation here because I'm meant to be locking these smugglers up and they're not going to want to work with me because... <laughs> well, I... I Captain... I, Yes. If I may. Uh, uh, you, you always may. Thank Go you, on. Captain. Um, I think with the unfortunate passing of our dear commander, you are now in charge to do as you wish and as you see best. And as our new colleague here has suggested, an excellent potential course of action in front of us, it would seem. Sometimes it's good to go with the flow of seeing what the weave presents in front of us. And perhaps as well, if you uh, get some alliance with the smugglers, you might have one of two options ahead of you, that perhaps it might uh, calm the smuggling down and that perhaps you'll have a little bit more of a handle on things because you can sort out the issues. Or it might be you have a couple of people that are on your side and naturally lead you to the root of the problem, which means you can pluck it out and you can decide once you know what it is exactly which way to go. Because I can see a gentleman like yourself is very clearly well-versed in the guarding situation. You know very well what to do with your town. So I feel that you'd make the best decision when you've got the full understanding of what's happening. Just a thought. Well, uh, 
I'm not really usually the uh, go with the flow sort of person, but uh, I'm not far off retirement and... Uh, well, it should be last hurrah, think of that. <gasps> oh, you go out in a blaze of glory. Imagine that. Well, at the, well, quite. Flora always said I should go after adventure a little bit more and maybe making some alliances that that aren't just sticking to the rules all the time. Maybe that is the way to, to find out what's going on here and, and avenge my commander. What's your name, lad? Fireheart. Well, well that's me, uh, that's me warrior name anyway. Yeah, Deacon to me friends. Fireheart it is. And what about the rest of you three? What do you think of this plan? Well, says Cade. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed Cade. Same. Yeah, me too. I want Cade to be here forever. <laughs> he probably wow. won't be. Enkidu cries. Enkidu cries. So here's what I think. If we're going to go be talking to some uh, underhanded types, you don't want to be doing that in your guard uniform. Correct. But we can always do a two-strike pronged approach. This young chap here seems to be up. He seems to have connections. Your uh, your guard friend seems to be uh, encouraging. Why not send them? We'll follow you, Captain, and we meet on the inside. Uh, all right. That that does seem to be a slightly better way of doing it. I don't want to scare off the smugglers. They know who I am. Uh, but but there is safety in numbers. I, I would want to make sure we had a secure meeting point. Well, I mean, I think that's very sensible, to be honest. I do. Mm. And, you know, having a knowledge of where each other are will help, I think, because, you know. Right. Well, um, what time of the day is it, DM? Oh, uh, it's probably sort of late afternoon by this point. Sort of three, four o'clock. Okay. Well, what I suggest is you go and see if you can get us these reinforcements in the way of smugglers. I will send you with some cake as a peace offering. So generous. It's a little bit stale, but it's good. And one of them apples? You can have two <laughs> apples. Oh, nice. <laughs> like them apples. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. But a bit of a peace offering. It's hard for me to be on board with this, but... You have my word, as a guard, as a member of the border control team, as as the captain, the head honcho. Firion kind of steps uh, forward a little bit. Goes, um, you want to take some chalk with you? Uh, leave us a little trail down there, and uh, we'll see if we can find you. Yeah, we'll. Um, we we do know where the entrance is, so we will uh, we'll keep an eye. Uh, me and this team of three I'll find out your name shortly uh, once uh, the scene moves to another one and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah we will we will situate ourselves uh, watch you go in and um, follow on behind so we can uh, join forces but uh, you have my word that if these smugglers are able to help us bring justice to Mac the rest of my team I will not arrest them for a year <laughs> <laughs> wow 
And by then, I'll be retired anyway. So <laughs> he tries to wink. It looks more like he's like got something in his eye. <laughs> Deacon pats him on the back. Yeah, you're you're all right, mate. You're you're fine. You're doing well. I'm, yeah, I'm proud of you, mate. I'm proud of you. You'd be good. Thank you very much. Well, time's off the essence. Off you go. Hello, David here, your devilish DM. If this horror-themed four-parter is your first experience of No Small Roles, then welcome and thank you for joining us. If you are curious about our main campaign, we suggest listening up to episode 8 and then see how you're feeling about the show from there. There is also a handy recap of episodes 1 to 5 if you want to head start on that. And also, if you want to hear more from Deacon, you can find Sarah guesting on episodes 16 to 18. For our regular listeners, episode 73 will be making its way into your ear holes in June, so keep an eye on your feeds. But if you all have any questions or thoughts that you'd like to share with us as you listen to this gruesome adventure, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at No Small Roles. Simply search No Small Roles on Facebook, and our Discord link can be found in the show notes. You'll also find a ticket link to the touring production of Sense and Sensibility, which every member of this Fireheart cast is involved in, either on stage, behind the scenes, or both. Except for Ben. Slacker. To avoid being a slacker like Ben... We'd love it if you could take a moment and rate us five stars on Spotify and write a little review on iTunes, Podchaser or Podcast Addict. Reviews are such a great way of helping others find this podcast, so get typing. And that's all from me as announcement, David. Time to put my DM hat back on. It's a very nice hat. Or is it? Amazing. So, uh, Deacon and Thorn, you both stroll out into the courtyard, uh, through it out, uh, where there is still, even as the afternoon draws on, quite a big crowd. If anything, the crowd's gotten bigger. They've gotten a little bit more restless. Quite a few of them have gotten their tents out and, like, parked exactly where they are. Um, but you make your way through. Um, having, having mentioned where it is that you're going to Thorn, interestingly, he starts almost leading the way to the Herder's Glory. And you walk in and there, sat on a table, just with the, the one drink for herself, is Gail. All right, love. Oh, all right, yeah, this was for you. Uh, uh, it's a half pint. So <laughs> <laughs> you want it, right? <laughs> Don't worry, love, it's all I'll, right. I'll get you another one if you want, yeah? yeah. I mean, if you want to, but I've got, a bit of, I've got a bit of a proposal for you, if you're up for it. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you said to me that you like a bit of adventure, you like a bit of excitement. How do you fancy having a wander out to find some uh, some proper danger? How much are you going to give me for it? I will give you the opportunity to not be arrested by the guard and the opportunity to walk free and do what you want. Not to mention the oh-so-generous offer of cake and two gold. That too. The cake's slightly stale, though. I feel I should be honest about that. Thorn reaches across the table to shake the hand 
of the mysterious stranger opposite <laughs> him at the table. Goes, Deacon, can you make an insight check, please? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is Deacon, so we'll see how this goes. Let's have a little look. <laughs> I wish the listeners could see can I make, face. Can right I make now. a deception check? Uh, y- both of you make a deception check, yeah. Oh, yes. Gale and and Thorn. I chose the right proficiencies. Do I have time to guide what, myself? I, what, sorry, what check no. am I making? Perception. <laughs> Perception, did you say? Insight. Oh, insight. Oh, oh no. <laughs> nine. <laughs> it's all right. I've got plus six to decide. <laughs> Don't worry. That was a nine. A nine is five. Two plus yeah. seven. Yeah. That's literally. Oh. Three plus what? Nothing. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's leaking. It's fine. Oh, three? Three. Great. Deacon. He's I got 12. These two have I, never I, met Deacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody <laughs> else in the, in the pub is like... I am not using these. What's going on there? Deacon's like, oh, no. Introductions. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. So Thorn reaches across the table and says, Thorn, pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. I've never met anyone like you before. Oh. I'm unique. Oh, yeah. I feel like I've met a cat person before, but oh, you're very lovely. I like the, tip, the black of the ears. It's very nice. Not a cat person. Oh, sorry. Apologies. So so what exactly is it that the two of you are suggesting here? And ah. she looks over to Thorn. Well, um, the illustrious captain of the guard who finds himself in charge is um, proposing an alliance between a group of smugglers and the guard. So we're looking for smugglers, I assume. And what's in it for the smugglers? I get what's in it for the guard. They want to know what's going on down there. They they don't believe any of the legends, but what's in it for the smugglers? Freedom, mate. Freedom. Do what you like. I do what I like anyway. Yeah, but with absolutely no worries at all that the guard are going to do anything against you because he's promised not to arrest you for at least a year and he retires in a year. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Whole year where you can do whatever you want. I thought that sounded up your street, to be honest. I'll get three ales and we'll seal the deal, yeah? Sounds good to me. Perfect. She gets three ales. We all have a drink. <laughs> so, all right, so where do we start? As you um, approach the bar to get... Um, and you you work out of this space quite often. Um, Harris Fennelstein, the, uh, sort of the landlord, sort of grey-skinned elf, wispy moustache, receding hairline, the whole works. Um... It's like, uh, girl, there's a chat waiting for you downstairs in the Eldrain suite. For business. I understand what that means, right? Yeah. Yeah. What is the Eldrain suite? So, yeah, the Eldrain suite, you'd know very much. It's kind of like a series of rooms that are locked off for your business. Um, and equally are, are an access point for you to get people where they need to go. Oh, yeah. Drop down to the Eldrain suite, please. Nice. Um, the ales? Do you drink the... I was going to say, do you bring the drinks back first or do you just head straight there? I'll bring the, I'll bring the drinks back and uh, say, I've just got some business downstairs. Uh, here's your ale, here's your ale. Uh, I've got somewhere we can have a bit more of a private chat. You, you don't mind coming Ooh, with lovely. me? Lovely, I like exclusive suites. That sounds nice. The heart of the operation. So you follow Gail... Uh, down some steps into sort of uh, through a door labelled the Eldrain Suite. <laughs> it's really secret. <laughs> super, super secret. 
Um, it is. Gail pulls out a key, unlocks the door to get in. Uh, once you're inside, she locks the door up again, heads into the bedroom, um, unlocks a chest, which has a set of steps even further down. So you all climb into the chest, down the few oh. steps. Oh, I like it. And again, once you're in there, Gail, you lock up again. And, and Deacon and Thorn, as you kind of like go through the little almost clay tunnel underneath, uh, you find a single person sat on almost like a, a camping bed in a small room where there's a couple of hooded lanterns around the space as well. Daryl, if you could please explain who it is that they see. So you see a female tiefling with jet black skin and gold eyes, that um, gold irises. They are wearing a deep blue hooded cloak with silver trim and a symbol of a sword pointing upwards, hooking the skull through the eyeball. Um, underneath the, um, the cloak, you can tell they are wearing chainmail with a big shield strapped across their back and a silver long sword at their hip and a long pointy tail swishing beneath the cloak. David, is this someone that we know or? Um, Thorn, less so. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a client of Gail's. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how much interaction you two have necessarily had. And mm-hmm. he says, I'm saying you two as if the audience knows exactly <laughs> who I'm looking at. Daryl and Ben, David's I'm not sure how interaction your characters have had. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this is somebody waiting definitely for, for Gail to get them where they need mm. to go. What happens? I'm assuming I know your name, Daryl, yes? Yes. Um, Eloise. Eloise, how goes it? Gail, very well. You appear just in time. Just in time for what? Just in time for a little expedition, I should think so. Aww. Ah, But this should be uh, of some benefit to you. In what way? Not for coin. You're not, it's not going to cost you a penny. But uh, I will need a favour. The associates will need a favour. Do I know who the associates are? Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to do them a favour. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a nice favour to have. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What, what, what's the favour? Well, the favour is this little situation that we've got going on with uh, people unable to cross the border to get into Ireland is uh, disrupting business for the associates. So, personally, I've come with some vested interests of my own to help clear up the matter. Now, I know you to be an upstanding professional. Great your job. Value for money. And the associates value your professionalism to the highest degree. And I'm more than happy to come oversee this work of yours for myself. Like I said, I've got my own interests of being here. But to help speed things along and get a member's eyes on it. I'm here. Now, looking at the party you have assembled here, I uh, I take it the little whatever rallying cry and recruitment that must have happened back at the garrison didn't go too well, did it? Bit of a laughing stock, if I'm honest. <laughs> I was there. Wasn't pretty. Bless him. Oh. He tried his best. It was very emotional. Bless him. Mm. I do feel for him. But I think there's ways for both of you to be happy, if I'm honest. Yes. See... The guard are full of narrow-minded people. This war with uh, Aelin has gone on so long, no one really takes it seriously. So uh, appealing to people's patriotism doesn't really work nowadays. And the guard, oh, bless them, don't have enough coin 
to motivate adventurers into uh, sorting out this problem. But uh, they do have stale cakes, so you know. <laughs> stale cakes. Oh. That's, and what were they offering? What a gold a day? Something? Well, it even went up to two gold a day. Two? But I'll be honest, it was uh, it wasn't the most appealing thing you've ever heard. Two. But to be honest, I think they are knackered, and I think they need some help. Yeah, and I think. We can make it work to everybody's advantage, in which case we all get through the barriers. You guys get what you mm. want. I get to move on to the world's a happy place. There you go. I like your, I like your enthusiasm. <laughs> There's a very key word you said in that sentence there, we. We. And I look over the group with a wicked smile across my face, grinning my teeth. We, as a group, can resolve this situation together. And the associates will be very, very thankful. All right, what is it that we're doing? Well, we're going to solve the gods' problem, aren't we? You're going to smuggle us through. You have a look of a warrior, she says to Deacon. I think your skills are exactly what I'd be looking for in in an alliance. I'm listening. You go through with me. We resolve this little matter. And the god, us fail. The officials down there and the associates will owe you a favour. We're very powerful, very influential friends in many places. And we can make your journeys and adventures that much more exciting. I don't know how much more excitement I need, to be honest. I just need to get going. But um, yeah, but if you can make my journey smoother, then I'm certainly up for that. Then I'll personally attend to that need myself. You're a very caring individual, aren't you? I wouldn't say that. Like I said, I have a vested interest. What is the vested interest, if I may ask? Oh, I think that's something I like to keep to my chest. But uh, let's just say that where we're going is exactly where we need to be to help my associates out. Do you know anything about what's going on down there? Out of curiosity. No, something about a shepherd. Keep hearing about this shepherd. There's people who are obsessed with sheep. Yeah, one of these legends, you know, in a place that... uh, Blood has been spilt over years and years of violence and claims of the territories and whatnot. You hear all sorts of stories. Ghosts, people coming back from the dead, soldiers unable to pass on, regrets, la, 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 all the same stuff. But uh, You want to be believing those stories. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. If we're going to get you through those tunnels, you want to be believing those stories. Mm. Thing is, well, I usually find with the stuff that I've come across so far and everything that I've ever read about the path that I follow, there's always a grain of truth in everything that's said. So you Mm. can't just dismiss everything quick and offhand. Oh, I'm inclined to agree. The one thing I will let let you know is that our our associates are fighting a little war of ourselves. It's a little bit smaller than what's going on between the borders of Trevain and Ireland, but... uh, for this war to come to an end, associates do need access to Ireland. So the quicker we sort this out, the better for us. How many associates are going through? Just me today. Just you today? Just me. All right. How many associates are there? Never heard of it. That's part of the point, my friend. But there are many of us working in ways that, hopefully for you, you'll never have to hear about. But you can request our assistance as long as you keep still. And who are the enemies of the associates who you are uh, in your little confrontation with? Well, according to the information that we have, maybe one or two of them, maybe more of them, are planning to cross north fairly soon. But 
to stop this bloody conflict from spilling out from the city and into the borders, it's best that I nip this little incident in the bud and stop this conflict from spilling out any further. As long as the associates can pass freely between the borders, we can stop any other carnage from reaching your way. The guards can have a uh, peaceful watch as soon as this incident is resolved. Well, that is, of course, what we look for. David, have I ever heard of the associates? Uh, yes, I would say so. Um, what do I know about them, please? You wouldn't have many... Same question, please. Yeah, uh, <laughs> any direct uh, contact with them, I, th- I don't think, apart mm-hmm. from through Eloise and through a few others who have maybe passed through uh-huh. using the services uh, that you guys provide. I mean, that just Gail provides. Secret. Secret. You mostly know them, um, that they are known to be a duelists guild of sorts, but that they are very much... Duel, as in duel, as in having a fight, or yeah. not as in making a duel? Yes, yeah, 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 fighting yeah. duelists. Oh. Oh. Um, I definitely thought the other. Just got to check. But they're also in the game of uh, assassination. Um, and oh, okay. Yeah, they're, they're very much a secret organisation. Okay. Like, but as 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 Eloise has explained, they they have vested interests and can be very helpful to the right people. And would I have an idea about who their enemies might be? Uh, no. Okay, good to know. No, you wouldn't. Cool. And I'm just double checking. Eloise is someone that Gail works with regularly. Yeah, I would say has passed through before. So I can assume that I just sort of take at face value what she's saying. This is what we normally do. Like, exactly. we don't ask questions, that kind of thing. Yeah, Eloise is going to give you as much information. You can pry, but <laughs> there's yeah. always a point yeah, that yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you just get. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I was slightly going to ask if I could insight check Eloise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust her as far as I can throw her right now. Uh... <laughs> and Deacon trusts everyone. So. <laughs> <laughs> Deacon's like, come on, everyone. Let's sort this out together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the same deep. as you. Yeah. I think if, yeah. we know, if we know her, we know she's shady but we deal with her and this is sort of how it works sort of yeah. Yeah. can be trusted up to a point at least yeah exactly yeah okay okay uh, i'm not yeah. gonna leave my front door keys with her but no i think even deacon can work that out yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if she says she's gonna do something probably largely gonna happen yeah better to be on on their yeah. side yeah. than yeah. it is to okay. to not yeah okay cool thank you so when do you need to be across? Well, we need to be across as early as tomorrow. So I'm going to pitch an idea out there, everyone. Have a listen. Um, mm. So we've just come up with an idea that uh, solves the problems with the guards. And I'm thinking if you need to get over to there as quick as you possibly can, you might as well come along with us because the quicker you get this solved and sorted, the quicker you get over that border. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was hoping someone would uh, suggest that. I'm happy to lend my arm. You know how much it's worth. What can you do? Are you a fighter? Are you a, you know, what ways would you be useful to us in dealing with something unknown? Marshall Prowess. Of course. Nice. <laughs> like of it. Of course. Like it. Mm. Nice robe, by the way. I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Nice mm. colour. Mm. Thank you. It's a very fetching colour. Mm. I'm glad you agree, Thorn. Mm. So let me get this straight. We're taking you across in cahoots with you, the guard. She shoots a look at Thorn. But really, we are just smuggling you. Yes. Well, I think maybe in my presence we should use a different term. Um, 
But yes, it's mutually beneficial to the guard, to whatever it is you do, and to you, Eloise, that the three, four, five, eight of us work together. Oh, yeah, we should probably mention the other team. There is another team as well. Another and team. what is in this for the guard? Well, we will get the situation with the shepherd or whatever's happening there resolved. We can reopen the borders. Normal service can be resumed. My captain can go back to eating birthday cake, pears and anything else that gets him through to retirement. So we're going through tonight. Sooner the better. Seems time is of the essence for everyone involved. It is indeed. Quicker we do it, quicker those borders open, quicker everyone gets on with their lives. Absolutely. Great stuff. Would anyone like some stale birthday cake? <laughs> <laughs> I actually am quite partial to a bit of stale cake, yeah. Yeah, I'll take some. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it is actually quite good cake. <laughs> so are you leaving right this very second, or are you going to sit and eat cake first? <laughs> Like two minutes to stuff a cake, slice of cake in your face. Come on. <laughs> I mean, if we are going now, we're going to need to get some stock. Some stock? Yeah, we're going to need to get a few rabbits. Rabbits? Yeah. Okay. What do yeah. we need rabbits for? You just can't go down to the warren without the rabbits, obviously. I mean, <laughs> sure. Eloise bursts out into laughter. Ah. Eloise, it is this kind of attitude that is going to get you killed. You need <laughs> to listen and you need to take a rabbit. Ah. What do okay. we need? One rabbit each? Is that the idea? I'm I take two, but living one, one it doesn't really matter. You just need a rabbit. I'm intrigued. A rabbit. Yeah. As long as it gets us there, I don't mind. Yeah. Right, where are we getting our rabbits then? Come on, guys. Let's go. I would say anyone that's been through before is aware of the rabbit thing. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Would the oh. guard know about the Oops. rabbit thing? <laughs> anyone that's travelled through okay. knows about the rabbits. Okay. Ah, yes. Yeah. The rabbits. <laughs> uh, yeah. How could uh, I forget the rabbits? <laughs> of course. Let's procure some um, rabbits. I thought you said And again, rabbits. you've got... You've that was got the right them. thing to do, right? Yeah, you've got them upstairs. As in, like, you just have to head up. Out, you unlock the, uh, the chest, climb out of that bit, go into a different room, unlock a different chest, climb down where there is a small set of rabbits. Living or dead? Living. You are in luck. Mm. Living. I'm going to find this hard. I love rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I shall call him Fluffy. I would I not get it. too attached to that rabbit if I was you. I whisper a prayer to the shrouded lady as I set the rabbit into my hood. Gail very um, swiftly and uh, like she's done it plenty of times before, uh, sort of does whatever, like sort of kills the rabbit in the most sort of merciful way and just sort of slings it into her belt. Do you so know what, mate? I don't think I could do that. Could you? Could you do mine as well? If it she needs does to be that dead? to Deacon, thank you. I can't. I can't. Um, Louise is still taking time, stroking the rabbit, whispering the prayer to the shrouded lady, and like just whispers to it, and then passes it to Gail. She takes it, yeah. <laughs> Thorn has dispatched his rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> um, having gathered rabbits, uh, you exit that little space, go back down to where um, Eloise had been waiting for you. Uh, and Gail removes some bricks from one of the walls, passes a hood and lantern to each of you, then you reach through the sort of little hole that you made and unlock an entire door from the inside that opens into further tunnels, steps downwards into darkness. Just before we go down the steps, do we want to 
this is Ben asking a question. Do we want to have alerted the bar to the fact that there's going to be a guard and three guard recruits coming through? Probably a good idea. Yeah. So before we descend, I think Thorn will go that, over to... Do, have you explained this plan to us? I don't think that he... Uh, uh, Gary actually knew about this particular. No, entrance. I was going to say I, I think he knew the idea. That... I was going to say I think Gary's going a different way. That's oh, the way I thought I Gary was going to follow us this way. No, no Gary's going. I forgot Gary. Gary, right? Gary has his own entrance. I was going to say no, I think sorry. Gary's going a different way. Pretend I didn't say anything. I think he... retcon that whole Gary conversation. Gary thought he was going to watch you go in the entrance he has, mm. uh, uh, and I think he will eventually realise you you're not going in that okay. entrance. So we'll just go <laughs> okay. in. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I was going to get chalk out and like and... chat with the bar mm. stuff. Do all sorts. Retcon, retcon, retcon. So yeah, you descend further through the warren. Uh, each of you with a, a hooded lantern uh, in your hand. Uh, the oppressive darkness of the tunnel. As soon as you're in and the door is closed behind you, even though you have these lanterns, it doesn't matter where you point them, it never quite fills the space. The air is clammy, uh, and the tunnel before you, as you as you wander in, slowly narrows, occasionally brushing at your shoulders as you pass. There's a doubt that keeps creeping into all of your minds that there is something in the darkness, and it keeps creeping behind you. It seems to be almost breathing down your necks. Can I cast Dancing Lights, please? Absolutely. It's going to be a terrible idea, but yeah. I feel like we should probably see what's going on. Mm. Can anyone do anything about this darkness? <laughs> got, got dark, dark vision. vision. Yeah, I've got yeah, dark vision, dark, but that's yeah. the best yeah. I can do. Yeah. It's not helping. It's just a big yeah. cry. Um, as the, how, how do the lights manifest in the space? Um, so, they yeah, they just sort of like spring up like for like extra like bursts of fire. Mm. Like little, like little bonfires in the sky. Amazing. So yeah, they kind of illuminate a lot more of the space around you. Um, enough that between the four of you, you feel safer. That like you can see each other very clearly. It's just every time you sort of glance over your shoulder to look back down the tunnel, it's pitch darkness. Mm. It's the grayscale of dark vision. Mm. It really is unsettling, especially as this tunnel keeps squeezing in and then opening up again it's a single route out for mm. quite some time Ooh. and you lose track of time as you're winding your way onwards um, always with a feeling that you are descending that you are heading down and then eventually and abruptly the tunnel ends expanding into a little small cavern there are stalactites dripping down above you uh, and a small pool is sitting enticingly to your left a little sort of bubbling pool as Gail sort of puts a hand up for you all to stop and rest, fill up your water bottles and things, uh, Deacon, just from the corner of your eye, you see a face in the darkness, smiling blankly. Hiya! <laughs> and that's where we're going to end the episode. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh. Deacon has no fear, it's Here's Johnny! <laughs> You have been listening to the gruesome adventures of Deacon Fireheart Buttons with David Knight as your dungeon master Sarah Gain 
as Deacon, Ben Galpin as Thorn, Daryl Bailey as Eloise, Grace Kelly Miller as Gary, and Vicky Gaskin as Gail. Original music by David Knight. Editing by Pippa Beckford. Please tell your friends, subscribe, and follow us on all the social media. Thank you for listening to No Small Roles. Do you like scary stories? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.